Today's show is brought to you by BarkBox.com. Get one free extra month of BarkBox at GetBarkBox.com slash profit. Now, it's time to get profitable. This is the Personal Profitability Podcast with Eric Rosenberg. Hey there, profiteers. Welcome back to Personal Profitability Podcast, episode number 93. As always, I am your host, Eric Rosenberg, and I am so excited for today's interview. We've had a big variety of guests, people who run all sorts of different companies and types of investments and personal finance advice. But one thing I love is serial entrepreneurship. That is, if you don't know, starting companies again and again and again. And today's guest, Mike Trotsky, did just that. And he's currently the CEO of Cheddar, which is a payments company. Now, payments are something that I know a lot about and are near and dear to my heart. That was actually the last industry I was in before I left my job to become full-time self-employed online. So I love the world of payments and I write about it quite a bit for my freelance clients. So I was double excited to have Mike on the show because of that. And I love listening. He'll talk about some different steps along his career before he started Cheddar that I think are just as important as his role today in terms of what we can learn. So enough for me for right now. Let's dive into that interview in one minute right after this. Longtime listeners probably have heard from special guests Yogi and Tribble. Yes, I'm talking about my dogs that bark in the background sometimes, but even though they might speak up when I don't want to hear them on the podcast, they're still part of the family just like the rest of us. So for my dogs, I want to give them the best treats. And that's what BarkBox is all about. For humans, BarkBox is a delivery of four to six natural treats and super fun toys curated around a surprise theme each month. For dogs, BarkBox is like the joy of a million belly scratches. If you want to get one free month, head to getbarkbox.com profit and see what your dog might enjoy. You might have a little fun with it too. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I am very excited to have today's guest here. Mike, are you ready to get profitable? Let's do it. Awesome. So you are the CEO of Cheddar. You uh, run this growing business that's focused on the payments industry. How did you get excited about entrepreneurship in the beginning and get the idea to get this company going? Well, I've been at it for a little while. So I started my first company doing political media consulting and early sort of online donations back while I was in college. So we were illegally using all the college equipment to print things out and things like that back in, what, 96. So did that, then started a company that did online rent payment, did sort of recurring payments for the apartment industry, uh, sold that in 2007, and then started a hybrid sort of software development shop slash venture capital fund called uh, Sproutbox here in the Midwest that invested in about 28 different companies. Uh, we kind of built web or mobile applications in exchange for equity. And that's really where, where Cheddar came out of. Uh, Cheddar came out of us realizing we would build and launch a new, it was a little crazy. We'd build and launch a new company every three months from idea to on the market generating revenue. That was our target. And so we did a bunch of those. And it was, I mean, it's crazy, crazy time, but a, a lot of fun, great team of folks, a team of 10 that we would deploy into 
an early stage founder set of founders, maybe just one hacker, one hustler, and then we kind of surround them with the rest of the team and very, very quickly bring something to market. But what we what we kept finding was that we were spending as much time build, building like billing and monetization and you know basic SaaS reporting into those platforms as we were spending building the platforms themselves. You know, we couldn't afford to spend a month or two building monetization into a product that we're trying to launch every three months. That's really where Cheddar came from. It started out sort of as an API and then became, uh, well, started as a library, really, and then an API. And then, you know, now we're kind of spinning that out several years later. It's kind of been our secrets. It was our secret sauce, really, at, at Sproutbox. And we're we're now uh, trying to bring that to other companies and make it easier for them to monetize their products as well. We got it down to where we could do it in one or two days worth of development. So we can really cut that time to do that initial build around billing. So essentially, this came out of solving your own problem, which Absolutely. I'd say is, is a pretty common path to success for entrepreneurs. You know, I'm curious, so in that crazy time of launching essentially a new business every three months, what were the biggest lessons you learned that you, know, you found certain things that seemed to work and certain things that you seemed to not work as you kept cycling through building new businesses? Well, interestingly, what we were just talking about, which is the sort of focus on the problem uh, way of thinking, it was probably the biggest differentiator, um, at least in terms of founders mentality that I could see. Um, and that drove success or failure in most cases in, in those businesses. A lot of people become entrepreneurs for the wrong reasons. A lot of times it's because they think they have a great idea. Something pops in their mind and they think it's a solution to a problem. And what ends up happening is they fall in love with that their solution instead of falling in love with the problem. And so they, they bring that to market. And when it doesn't quite work, they're devastated. They're, they're unmotivated. But when you fall in love with the problem, with solving a problem, then that's what you care about. Uh, when you bring something to the market and it's not quite there, your motivation is stronger, not weaker, uh, because you're in love with solving. So you're going to keep at it until you solve that problem. And I would say folks within our portfolio that had that, that mindset of really their number one goal being centered around them doing something to solve the problem certainly drove it. I mean, the other big thing for us at Sproutbox was just, you know, not every business fit what we were doing. We needed to build, we, we were really focused on building these revenue-centric companies, focusing in on, on what we were good at. It doesn't mean it's the only way to run a business, but getting some economies of scale with us, being able to launch B2B SaaS companies is probably what we had the most success in because, I mean, frankly, that's where we came from. We came from a B2B SaaS background. And so we were able to to really help accelerate companies that are of a, of a particular type as well. Yeah, I love that. I found the same in my entrepreneurial history, the same thing of focus on what you're good at, focus on what's working and keep repeating at it. Because if you keep focusing on what's not working, it's that definition sure. of insanity. I'll try the same thing again and again, expecting different results. Yeah. You know, working with this team of people as a, you know, a leader trying to get other people motivated and excited about all these different projects what traits and actions did you see in those people you were working with that led to the best success on the different projects they were working on? The Sproutbox job was pretty sweet because you had, you're working on startups. Like if you're a software engineer, so I'm a recovering software developer, right? So if you're, if you're a software engineer, you always like to work in the newest technology. And so it was really, really cool that every three months you were building something new because we could move through and learn and and have experience on whatever's new instead of maintaining old systems. You know, for the software engineers, I think that was a big, a big part 
of what was what was fun about working at Sproutbox and what kept because it was crazy in terms of the intensity, right? Like we couldn't be late. Like you couldn't extend a project. We had another one. We had a competitive application process. So we'd take applications, uh, you know, we'd maybe get 100 applicants each quarter and we narrow that down to 10 that would come pitch. And then we'd, you know, select one of those and they were in the wings. The next one's ready to go. So, you know, the intensity was really high. We had to move scope. We could, you know, had to lower scope, never expand timelines, which is a tough environment to work in. But I think getting to work in the in brand new technology, getting to build brand new ideas, everybody on our team had a love and a desire to do that, right? And that's that's the only way you could make it work is to have that sort of uh, that love of doing that. And so even though there was a lot of other uh, sort of intense pressures, you were still having a blast because you were getting to do something you know really new and and, and creative every time from scratch. Any entrepreneur would probably envy that lifestyle a little bit because you know when you're stuck in gray cubicle land going going to the same job every day. It can feel monotonous doing the same thing every day or every month. I used to be in corporate finance and accounting, and I knew the first three days, four days of the month, I'd be doing the exact same thing again and again, the exact same spreadsheet. Yeah. So knowing there's something different out there, that's uh, that's got to be exciting and motivating. But you know, as, as you shifted into the focus on cheddar and growing that, you know, with my background, I've spent plenty of time around billing systems, but most people... You know, don't think of billing systems and go, yeah, that's like something I'm super <laughs> excited about. What was it about billing systems? I, I know you were solving your problem. What was it about that that got you excited enough to start offering this as a service, as a product to sell to other companies? One of the things that I got frustrated with building something every three months, which was really intense and fun, was that I couldn't participate in sort of like bigger, you know, macro trends that I was seeing on the Internet and in the in the economy. And so for me, you know, I've been noticing that we've we've had several different phases since the Internet popped up. Right. We had when I think about the way that products monetize, our first phase was what I would say is sort of the one time phase. Right. Everything was e-commerce. It was the simplest billing system. It was run a transaction and move money from point A to point B. The last decade or so has really been around a lot around SaaS and the subscription economy and very, very subscription driven. But what I see happening now and what I think that the next big trend and the next direction for the Internet is is around consumption billing, is around the idea of now we have the technology to actually track what people are doing. So when I see things like the ease of using an Uber, right, you, you get in, there's a device that's with you, the tracks that you move, how far, how long you were in the vehicle, calculates how much to charge you and you just get out. We are beginning to reach a point where, you know, using software is as easy as turning on the faucet, you know. And when I think about cheddar, that's an analogy that I often make. The one-time world where you go buy a one water bottle, there's the the world where you have water subscription where the guy brings you the big giant jug, a fixed quantity for a fixed amount every month. And and if you can imagine, we've been living in a world where that was really our only our option. The idea would be that the way you can buy software is it, it would be like that guy bringing you water to your house every time you take a shower, right, a fixed amount. And so, we are now just getting to the point where we have sort of the metering technology that's outside your house for your water to be able to install that in real time into a software platform and allow someone to really have a lot more flexibility in what their business model is. And for me, I've always been big into pricing and business models and how it how how, how 
you monetize your product understanding how uh, much value you're providing and looking at it not as the only or even the most important metric in all cases, but definitely as a metric that allows you to understand if you're providing value to your customers. And so for me, like Cheddar is like, exactly the sort of thing that I wanted to get into. I see this massive trend and massive opportunity in it. I want to play in a space where I'm betting on some big trends. And I have a blast. I've always loved helping our startups figure out their pricing and monetization. And as a recovering developer, I've always hated how much time it takes for a developer and how much lack of flexibility. I mean, we spend we spend all this time iterating on our product and maybe a few hours determining our pricing and we lock it in fixed. And that's just stupid to me. Like we ought to be able to change our pricing easily without having to release new code. And that's that's what Cheddar does. And so that realizing that I can help a ton of startups in the way that we helped our startups at Sproutbox all across the country is exciting to me. I love so. that. That's super cool. And, and I love the analogies there. You know, billing is is one of those things. It, it, I, I'm working on my own fintech startup, actually, and we're working on our biggest challenge, which is some of the compliance issues of touching bank accounts and things like that. So what have your biggest challenges been you know, working specifically on a financial startup or just in the financial environment as a whole? FinTech is kind of, it's a, it's a bit relationship driven compared to other organizations, right? There's this, there's this risk and underwriting component to everything that goes on. And those, those things are not assessed via an API, right? They're not assessed the same way that some things in, in the other, the rest of the industry are assessed. And so We've had to work through some of that where, for example, we wanted to bundle together and put the entire monetization stack in one simple platform so that if you're a software engineer, you literally can just sign up for Cheddar, say, I want to track these handful of items and be done with billing. So Cheddar takes care of the rest. And that meant that we also needed to solve uh, making it really, really easy to get instant merchant processing, handling for pricing and money moving with all that. We're just bundling a bunch of all the layers and complexity that exists in fintech because there are so many. There's so many that the chain, the stack is so tall with folks taking a little piece all the way through the stack. And so that's definitely been a challenge, like working through that, cutting to cutting through all that and finding partners that can bring the most value uh, because we're we're much less expensive than I think most billing systems because we want to be there for startups at the very beginning and grow with them. That's that's our model. We're we're not an enterprise sales organization focused on migration. We are trying to to sell directly to developers. We need to bundle all that complexity and do it at a at a, a disruptive price. And so that that's taken us some work to cut through the, the sort of world of fintech to get there. But you know, now we're down to where, you know, our product's $99 a month. And then if you use us for processing, it's 2.9 plus 30. We've bundled everything together where it's a very, very easy to consume thing. But that's definitely been a challenge for sure. And 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 we'll continue to be to make sure that, you know, we can keep our costs low and still continue to provide new services. I love and understand and empathize and agree with much of that. <laughs> yeah, I've spent time in the banking industry and, and it's... Uh... It's quite a place to be dabbling, especially coming from you know me. I have a I have a finance background, so for me the new part was more of the code side, which has been a hobby on and off since mm. I was in high school. I could imagine coming from the developer side and being smacked in the face with all those finance rules. <laughs> it's a yeah. it's a whole yeah. new thing to wrap your arms around. But so so as as you're pushing forward, uh, you know, what are your big goals and how are you trying to motivate yourself and your team to reach that next level of success? 
We're just getting started, really. I mean, well, it's interesting. Cheddar has been around for quite some time in terms of us, you know, really making this decision that we're, we're going to raise, we're going to go on a track where we're raising capital. Um, we're going to go to a much broader base than just sort of word of mouth and the, what we've been doing now. We can really want to bring this to market. You know, we're in the early stages of that. We just, you know, we put together a seed round. We have some great folks. We just hired our first director of growth. She's based in Seattle and super excited about that. We brought on Tim Falls, who kind of started and is one of the key architects of developer evangelism anywhere. He, he was the first director of marketing and developer evangelism at SynGrid for four and a half years. That's the path that we want to be on. We want to be on a, a path similar to companies like that. So right now, it's pretty easy to get excited about it because we're we're right at the front of a big frontier in a large trend uh, in a big market servicing a customer that we really like and love for most of our team. That's that's what drives us. So it's pretty easy to get motivated around that right now, I think. And as and, and hopefully we'll be successful then as we continue to grow and, uh, you know, m- more people find out about how easy it is to to get up and run and monetize the product. We're, we're, we think of ourselves as building a whole collection of startups and empowering them to, to be successful by getting them sustainable faster and monetize faster and helping them match the value to their customer faster. And so, I don't know, not maybe not everybody's excited about that, but I know that we are and, and it's been we're in the hiring phase right now. Um, and it's we've been able to find a lot of great people who are really, really motivated by by that concept. For people who want to learn more about you and what you're up to and Cheddar, where should they go? Twitter's a great spot. I would have said, you know, a year ago when I was, so I've, I've been CEO, I've been working on Cheddar for several years and just kind of came in to the CEO role, role, what, nine months ago. I would have said like a year ago, don't look at our Twitter account because no one was working on it. But more recently, we brought on some great folks that are putting out some some great content that I think is helpful in understanding how to price your product and, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, that's at get underscore cheddar.com. I mean, get underscore cheddar on Twitter. We're at getcheddar.com. And then I'm on Twitter at, at Trotsky, at T-R-O-T-Z-K-E. Those are all good ways to get a hold of us. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today, listeners. As always, you will find all of those resources in the show notes at personalprofitability.com. Thanks so much. And have a great rest of your week, Mike. Thanks for having me. Thank you for sticking with us till the end, ladies and gentlemen. As always, you can find show notes for this episode at personalprofitability.com. Just go to personalprofitability.com slash episode 93 for today's show notes. You know, I love so much having you guys be a part of the community, but remember, it takes action, not just listening to this podcast to turn your finances around and start making more money online. If you need a little bit more motivation and a roadmap, Make sure to check out my free personal profitability bootcamp at personalprofitability.com slash bootcamp for a free seven-day course from me. That's right, free, no cost, no strings attached. I hope to see you guys there. Thanks so much for sticking around till the end. And until next time, stay profitable.